Hello, everyone, and welcome to broadcast number 69 of Indie Radio. Indie Radio is an indie game development talk show that airs bi-weekly on Saturdays at noon U.S. Central Time to help you keep up with the ever-evolving world of indie game development, debate about issues in the indie game scene, and to let you into the mind of some of the most interesting people behind the creation of indie games. I'm Brad Hudson, your host, broadcasting live from the Midwest United States. And I'm Ian Jones, your co-host, broadcasting live from the Eastern United States. We've got a guest today. It is true, you have a guest today. Uh, my name is Casey Muratori. I am from Seattle, Washington. I'm actually originally from Massachusetts, but I've, I've now lived in Seattle, Washington for so long that uh, I can't even remember. But uh, I am the uh, host of Handmade Hero, a show on uh, Twitch where I kind of show how to program games the old-fashioned way, uh, the way uh, your grandma used to make them. And uh, I also run a game company in downtown Seattle. Uh, we used to just do technology consulting, but now we're actually working on a game. It's called Molly Rocket, uh, and it's a, it's a cool company, but uh, that's, that's sort of the, uh, the thing that we haven't talked about too much yet. Uh, Handmade Hero is the, is the main thing that's been running for about a year, and that's certainly probably why you guys asked me on the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, no, you just brought up like game company, and I was like, wait a second. How did I miss that? How how have I known about Casey for a year and not known about? But then you said Molly Rock, and I'm like, oh, duh, of course I knew that. It's just well, yeah. We just we we're at the point where we um we haven't really talked much about what we're doing. So Handmade Heroes like the public project uh, that I do, uh, but we've also got another project in the works, which is which is what I do full time. Uh, and so uh, we can talk a little bit of that later too. But I I mean, you guys, you know, I I know nothing about what you wanted to talk about today so i will let you guys tell me uh, lead me lead me on take take me um on on an adventure brett for uh, sure ian. let's do it you you ready ian you know it <laughs> so enthusiastic all right so uh our show typically follows uh the same uh outline and I give this little ramble before the show. Uh, we do have an IRC channel where you can ask Casey questions, uh, as well as me and Ian if you want, but you should really direct them at Casey because uh, he's our guest. Uh, so you can jump into there. It's on the irc.afternet.org network, or if you're listening to it live on indiefunction.com, there is um, an embedded web chat in there. Just type in a username, click go, you'll be in there. We've already got a handful of people. This is... Oh, my goodness. How, how many people... Ian, are, are you in there? There's... People just keep flooding in. I've, I think we have twenty five people, which doesn't sound like a lot, but usually this many people don't actually come in. Which <laughs> yeah, means that the there's, which means you know there's probably the like is that most people don't know how to use IRC, but the <laughs> handmade hero people all use IRC to talk uh, during the show. So you probably have uh, the right audience for IRC. They're oh like, my oh goodness. yeah, I got my, I got it, it just my doubled in size. Up. I've got like twelve channels running. That's like who, who watches handmade <laughs> hero. So you're probably hitting them. Uh, right where they where they uh, are most likely to show up, so that's a good that's good for them. Oh, I would wow. suspect. Okay. Yeah, yeah, right, Ian. It's, this is like, it, and it keeps growing. There's like a new person every couple seconds. This is insane. Um, anyway, I got hello everyone. <laughs> <laughs> good to see you here. So moving on from IRC, you can you can ask Casey questions. Uh, you can you can also suggest stuff for us to talk about. Um, we start off with a news segment where we go over some indie news. There hasn't been too much lately. Uh, that I've seen going on. So if you guys know of anything that's happened in the indie game scene uh, over the last two weeks, basically, um, that we don't bring up, uh, share it, link it, uh, bring it up, and we can talk about it for sure. Um, 
And then after that, we go into our interview with Casey, which is basically just a conversation. We'll we'll have some topics uh, to talk about with Casey, and usually this just goes wherever. Sometimes we get so off topic. What, what what's the most off topic we've gotten, Ian? Um, hmm. and during during an interview, well, I mean, <laughs> we basically spent the entire interview with uh, I think it was Alec Aloka, uh, Infinite Ammo. Mm-hmm. We really just started talking about like education like public education in the united states yeah, and stuff like that was just... either alec or steve swink i can't remember oh yeah no my bad it was probably steve yeah, yeah but still that was just <laughs> <laughs> so i'm talking like, about uh, video game games, developers so. are very good at, at going off topic because at, you know we all we talk very fast we we have opinions about everything like it, it's you, you ever you, you, i feel like people in the game industry for some reason just, they just have opinions about everything and myself included so it's like yeah sure i i i've never taught public school but i went to public school and that makes it just as good right so here's my opinions about public education in the united states i'm sure they're great (laughs) yeah Uh, the swiss economy while we're at it right oh absolutely i'm sure i i know so much about the swiss economy i'm sure i know way more than than any swiss economist could possibly know about the swiss economy what do they use for money over there it doesn't matter euros i probably i have no idea it's totally fine All right, so uh, we're we're gonna jump into our news now. Uh, pretty much all of our news this week is is game jams, uh, which is ridiculous. Uh, train jam tickets went on sale, uh, and then they were all gone a minute later. Um, not not unsurprising. Um, there is a second train jam happening apparently. Um, it's led by Caboose Jam. Yeah, maybe it's called that. I'm just kidding. I figured what comes after the train is oh. <laughs> usually, right? There should have been engine jam followed by train jam. Like, it should have been, yeah, I would assume engine jam, then passenger car jam, dining car jam, like, you know, I don't know, freight jam, and then caboose jam would really be the full if you were going for the complete train jam. And that then for the really here. broke people, the the let's sit on top of the train and try not to fall Hobo off jam. jam. Hobo jam. Hobo just, jam. You just pack up a little sack and you hop on one of the like livestock cars when no one's looking. There you go. Let's make it happen. <laughs> uh, it's a train jam. <laughs> train jam. Um, yeah, it sold out. Uh, which which is unfortunate for people who wanted to go and weren't able to get tickets. Um, but it's a really cool thing. Uh, everybody that goes on train jam usually comes out with a really cool game. We covered them last year in Indie Power magazine. Um, and we'll probably do that again this year. So check out Train Jam, and you can find out about all the cool games. And then next year, you can be one of the people to get the tickets within 10 seconds. How many tickets is Train Jam? Uh, I think it, it's very limited. It's like 50 or 60, maybe even 30. Oh, wow, it's, okay. So it's not much space. No, it's like, and it, it's, yeah, it the link goes up. And everybody's got it open for hours beforehand, and everybody just clicks purchase and tries punching in their credit card as fast as possible. You know, I hear, I'm going to just ask a fairly, uh, perhaps nonsensical question, but, you know, a train usually seats a lot more than 50 people. What's going this, on there? This isn't a passenger train, is what I was thinking, right? It seems well, like... I think what they do is um, Adriel actually books an entire, like, train... Uh, train um, Oh crap! The, we just said the word like five times. The one compartment of the train. Uh, uh, so she she rents out the entire thing and then she sells tickets for that. And then other I people, see. 
that aren't part of Train Jam can still get the tickets for the other places or the I other see. carts, train compartments. Um, okay. So yeah, but I I did see on Twitter that there was a second one happening like the day before for people who weren't able to get tickets. Um, I don't know where that is, but if anybody in the in the IRC knows knows about that, you can um you can definitely pop the uh the link in there. Ian, I feel you... like I could never go to Train Jam. I mean, I'm just going to put that right out there because <laughs> I would spend literally the entire time making puns. I'd be like, wow, this stuff has really gone off the rails or, well, I hope nobody crashes Train Jam or, you know, it would just be like a really bad, or like, let's try to keep the development on track, guys. And I would literally, I would do like no work on the game. I would just be punning all day long and everyone would be groaning. It would be awful. And then you just got to rename all of the, uh, the variables, like control RR. Or I suppose yeah. you can't do that yeah. in C++, but and if you were working in C-sharp, you could control RR. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> uh, Ian, do you have the show topics open? Uh, yes, I do. So are we going to move on then to the Oh, next yeah, one? go to the next game jam. So the next one is the Pico 8 jam, which actually started today and goes until next week. And uh, if you're unfamiliar, Pico 8 is a virtual game console. So basically, you build cartridges, and the the uh, the console itself has like all the IDE built in. And mm-hmm. you uh, once you build a cartridge, you can easily share it as a picture and everything. A PNG is special format, and uh, and then you can load it back in, just play it. And so it's really easy to share. There's a web way to share and everything else, and um, and you can easily hop on with this jam because it just started. And uh, figure out and spend as much or little time as you want making a game. Yeah, um, you can access it at pico-8.com. I'll put the link in the uh, in the IRC. And uh, one one thing that Ian forgot to mention was that uh, the console's limited in in uh, like memory and and uh, the, the amount of sounds that you can use. There's only 16 colors. So it, it kind of brings back that, that old school feeling of being able to work on really limited consoles and uh, computer systems and being able to create really cool things while still being limited by being creative with the way that you code it. Um, it's a lot of fun to work with. I, Ian and I spent all night, I think it was just last weekend, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, like we spent Saturday all night coding. We, we thought, well, I thought it was like midnight and it was like 6 a.m. Oops. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, for sure, check that out. Uh, super, super fun uh, little program to make programs and programception. Uh, the next one is Ludum Dare 34 is approaching. That is happening this December. I don't know the actual date off the top of my head, so let me open up the, the link I got here. It is happening in two weeks, six days, and seven hours. So that would be on... Um, the night of December 11th, so that weekend, the weekend after uh, Handmade Con, for you know reference. Uh, so there's also uh, some cool new site stuff happening on the Ludendorff site. That that was the most retarded sentence ever. Um, there, <laughs> basically the creator, the creator of Ludendorff. I, Ian, do you want to take this? I keep it together, man. Jeez. Come on. <laughs> I just I start a sentence. Need- and We're going to need you more. to focus up here, Brett. Okay, I'm channeling my energies. POV, the guy that runs Ludum Dare right now, he created a new theme site for Ludum Dare uh, that allows you to suggest themes. There's a limited amount of themes that you can um, submit. 
and then that's also how the voting for themes is going to work this year it's it's a a separate site uh its own separate code so it should uh work better than the existing theme voting uh interface that they have and it's an experiment and he hopes that it'll work uh there's also other cool new things happening in the ludum dare world and i'll post a link for anybody who wants to read up more about that uh, but yeah their ludum dare site has gone has oh my goodness it it has changed so much in the last year and it is so great now um and it's only going to continue getting better there we go would you say that it was like a caterpillar who entered its chrysalis and has emerged a beautiful butterfly or would you not go that far it the the it hasn't emerged all the way yet you you should see the tips of its beautiful wings okay so it's still partially a digested like ooze inside the thing but but there's like signs of it congealing back into a beautiful butterfly mm-hmm. that will take flight that that's exactly okay exactly so now we're clear on where it is on the uh, caterpillar to butterfly timeline then is that okay caterpillar to, caterpillar to butterfly is like where we could just rank everything like everything in the whole world can be caterpillar now everything doesn't necessarily go in that direction like sometimes you get a butterfly that turns back into a caterpillar right <laughs> Uh, yeah, you know, there's yeah. a, there's plenty of those things. Like, so it, I, I'm not saying that it's strictly monotonic, but point being, I feel like we can reduce everything down to that. Like public education in the United States or the economy of Sweden, for example, all all are basically butterfly uh, caterpillar situ- situations if we really want to look at it that way. Huh? huh. Some people are He's having not wrong. Um, some people are having problems tuning in. Apparently, we've we've reached max listeners on 1000 mics or something i didn't know we had a limit <laughs> neither did i Jeez, I mean, Katie, I care of that part, this is amazing you've brought in so many people that are are uh listening client isn't working. how hilarious would it be if 1000 mics limit of listeners is actually something like 237 you're just like guys i feel like you named this service a little bit misleadingly <laughs> Yeah, right? It's a thousand mics. We should be able to get a thousand people. Also, why is my computer low on memory? To be fair, I suppose a thousand mics, maybe it can accept a thousand mics, but it only has like five speakers. So it's like you can have five people listening. You have a lot of people talking, which by the way would be perfect for America. Everyone talking and no one listening. That'd be pretty good. But I guess what I would say is, you know, on the whole, I feel like if your service is supposed to be streaming stuff, you should probably be able to handle the number of people who are coming for our Handmade Hero stuff. We don't have that many listeners on Handmade Hero, like a couple hundred or something. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I I don't know. I Usually, well, we've looked at the numbers beforehand, or like in our previous broadcast, because it shows us how many. And we've had about 100 people before. So... Yeah. I'm guessing maybe that's the limit. I I have no idea. Yeah. Well, they can listen to the MP3. It looks like yeah. you had a pretty good archive system there. So. Yep. Put up the MP3 after. All right. So, so what else you guys got for indie news here? That that was all the indie news. That was it. That right. that was we're all indie news out. So now you need to be the the source of entertainment. Oh, I'll, I'll, I'll be that source, Brett. Yes! What what would you like? What, it's like I said, I feel like you guys must have had a reason. You were like, for some reason, one of you two... You, so I don't know either of you personally, obviously, right? Mm-hmm. So at some point, one of you two sat down and said, like, we should have Casey Muratori on the show, right? And that, that day, 
you know, I don't know what you were thinking, but you know, not my responsibility. Somebody <laughs> had that idea and neither of you, whoever had the idea, the other one should have been like, that sounds like a really bad idea. But instead they were like, oh yeah, that sounds great. You sent me the email and now here we are. So I'm imagining you must have had in your mind some kind of a, a, a like picture of how this show would go, and I want it to live up to your expectations. Uh, a you little know? bit. I mean, our, our so, show's so never... tell me, tell me what we want to talk about. Our show's never quite go to plan, and usually Ian does tell me when my ideas are bad, but um, he, must, he must be feeling the same good vibes that I am. Uh, or he I mean, might I want just... you to learn from your mistakes like directly like he's like <laughs> I want him to experience failure for real that's, that's I don't a... want to keep protecting him I don't want to keep putting him in this bubble where he's shielded from the reality of his bad decisions so I'm just going to let him interview Casey and, and witness what happens as the train jam goes straight off the rails you know and crashes into the, the suburban village ruining both the public education system of America and the Swedish economy in one gigantic spectacular Michael Bay fireball explosion. I was going well, you somewhere, but the like train jam, actually, because I was going to say I just wanted Brett to meet his hero, even if that happened to be handmade. And uh, uh, see, I hear funny. there's handmade con coming up. Actually, there and, is. Uh, oh yeah, that was our last news. That, so that was our last news. I'm so sorry. I why did I think that there were four? Because I, I knew that there were four, but I thought we had already gone through four. Yeah. Oh my goodness, the last one. How how could I forget? Handmade Con 2015, December 5th, Seattle, Washington. Be there. Oh, Boom. Yeah. Okay. You know it, man. Yeah. Um. I still have yet to to book my tickets. There there's still a few few left, right? Uh, I think last time I checked, there were 25 tickets left. Um, and I I have a couple like reserved as well for like if it's the last minute and you were like got. Dude, we sold out, and I can't get in. I can like you know, I can make an exception, but but we're we're pretty tight at this point. I wasn't expecting to sell as many tickets as we did, mm -hmm. uh, but so you know that we we have a little bit of room left. I guess what I'd say. So I think we're gonna make it. I don't think anyone's gonna have to uh, be turned away who wants to go. But it, it, I don't know. We still got two weeks left, so we'll see. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I'm. I should have the money by Monday night, so I'm. I'm guessing 25 aren't just going to, like, disappear over the weekend. And if they do, then it's a conspiracy. And I also had two people who bought tickets but can't uh, attend for some reason, and they donated them back uh, and said, you know, you can give these to anyone if, if there's someone who really needs them. So if there is someone out there who, um, you know, doesn't have a lot of money, wants to attend, and I figure that probably has to be someone in Seattle because, you know, travel expenses massively dwarf the ticket price of Handmade Con. Um, because uh, we tried to keep the prices as low as 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 possible for the most part, uh, so yeah. But but we also have that. So if there is someone in Seattle um, who who can't afford to go, wants to go, uh, definitely email me. My email address is public. It's just Casey at MollyRocket.com. Definitely email me, and because I've got two tickets to give away as well that people donated. So wow, fantastic. So um, I I've seen his name online i i've watched a couple of his streams i don't know how to pronounce his last name i'm so sorry uh his first name's abner um oh abner coimbre coimbre yes okay I, I've he seen works for nasa in florida actually he's one of the people who uh you know helps uh helps us fulfill our destiny of exploring space like we see in star trek and stuff like that yeah super cool nasa guy he he does he does twitch streams as well um i've only been in two of them but uh 
the stuff that he does is really cool. Anyway, he's just asked a question. Uh, he he's he's getting the question ball rolling. All right. Um, so ask Casey how he feels about people in Europe uh, doing their own handmade con, for example. Uh, you know, I I guess I feel that that's great. I mean, in general. Uh, in general, like Handmade Hero is is not designed to be a particularly um, uh, like capitalist endeavor, right? Handmade Con is just designed to try and get people uh, focusing on like care- caring about programming, really, and caring about uh, building good things with programming, and learning about stuff that I feel like maybe doesn't uh, get uh, sort of taught anymore as far as programming is concerned. And so, uh, you know, I would love it if, if people, you know, try to spread that message and try to do stuff. It, as far as I'm concerned, like, you know, even if, if uh, somebody tries to do something that's, that kind of is related to it uh, and it turns out to be a failure uh, or something like that, it, so what? I mean, you got to try, right? So I would just say anyone who wants to do something like that, is, that's totally great, uh, and I'm in favor of it. My, my general thing is I, I don't travel super well. Like, um, I'm, I'm old, and uh, I have a hard time traveling. So, like, you know, the concept of, like, me running a handmade con in other parts of the world is, is pretty low. Uh, and so I think if there, there, if there is going to be a more worldwide uh, accessibility for handmade uh, hero-oriented conventions, uh, it's going to have to be other people who, who pick up that uh, sort of uh, mantle, I suppose you might say. So, yeah, again, I, I'm, I'm totally down with that. Um, and uh, and I hope that it uh, that if people want to do that, that they would feel free to do so. Perfect. That perfect. Yeah. So everybody in Europe, just start a handmade con for every country. And, that would be awesome. And we'll just have like handmade world. Handmade world. You, you handmade know, there's world. actually a dot world top level domain now. You could you could get handmade dot world. That's that's great. Like the top level domains now are so hilarious. Uh, I, I just love ICANN. They're the weirdest organization. Um, and their ideas are so bizarre. Like, you, it's just... It, they, they make almost no sense whatsoever. Uh, but, yeah, it doesn't surprise me. Doesn't yeah, surprise me. Ian Not and well. I are both <laughs> web developers, so we we were constantly finding out about new top-level domains. Oh, it's, it's, it's all great. Sorts of wacky yeah. Ones. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm still just waiting for some organization to get .lol for some reason and then realize their mistake horribly. I'm surprised it hasn't happened already. I also am surprised they don't, like, you know, eventually you're going to have things like Amazon.amazon. Right? (laughs) Like, you're going to have ridiculousness. Like, oh, what was that? It's what's the web address? It's like Google.google slash Google. And you're like, what? (laughs) Okay. Google cubed. Yeah. (laughs) Like, what? Or like search.google yeah. and it's like what that's longer yeah. than google.com like why okay yeah it's all <sighs> it's all fantastic it's it's great don't worry about it they've got it all oh, under control geez. man yeah isn't there like a rule the most you should have is like 12 characters if you want like a super accessible site or something like that i have no idea i don't even know if anyone types things into a search bar into a like address bar anymore if they're all just like 99 percent of all you know urls just are facebook you know come from <laughs> facebook or something so i don't actually know if it matters right uh, or, or you type like two letters and it's just autofills or yeah like you're typing into google and you like you horribly mangle it and it's like did you mean indie radio and you're like oh yeah i did mean that but i can't spell because this is the future 
Yeah, I, yeah, I, I always type in sometimes. <laughs> I always type in W or T W I T to like go to Twitter or Twitch, uh. and I hit enter, and I'm like, oh wait, I went to the wrong site. It happens every single time, Oops. and it's it's like it knows which one I went to last because I always want to go to the opposite one. <laughs> it's just like stop it, Chrome, stop. <laughs> but you can't stop it. You can't stop it. It's the future. There's no brakes on train con. Yeah. There's no brakes on train con, man. You can throw the switch, but, well, actually, I don't even, you know what, I'll be honest, I don't know how a train works. Don't know. Like, I have no idea. I know there are switches somehow. Just don't go know with who it, man. Them. Go with it. All right. So, uh, so what else you guys got? What's, what's, uh, what's on your minds? Do you guys don't have any questions? Are you, are you just taking listener questions, or did you have questions? You know, we, like, what about, we, what we about had Brett like, and Ian? We had, like, topic, or what was that? I was just saying, what about Brett and Ian? What about, what about, like, your innermost like deepest thoughts that you wanted to discuss like what are those as well is santa real no actually oh okay that's uh but uh but but sort of the the uh, effects of santa are real and they're pretty bad Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) if you think about it it's like a massive concentration of economic activity at one time which is very hard for the system to handle uh and uh you know it leads to sort of a very uh a, a very unbalanced situation. Uh, so, you know, if Santa wanted to be nicer to us, he'd come more often. Wait, so is that why Amazon's trying to branch out and have Prime Day on, like, the opposite day of the year, like, the middle of the year? Because... I, it would not surprise me. Huh. Yeah. They're the good guys. Oh, my <laughs> God. Yeah. Those beautiful butterflies. Well, you, you don't. you can't blame them. They're, like, all super stressed in December, right? It's like, oh my god. We have to somehow ramp up to shipping like 800 times as many Taylor Swift things or whatever out to them. And they do the gift wrapping for those Taylor Swift things. Exactly, right? Like whatever the handbag is or whatever, yeah. But I'm sorry, I derailed your train jam again. So I was actually legitimately asking (laughs) what did you guys want to talk about you personally? Alright, yeah, so we, we have like topics, as in like like a, a couple words that okay. should fill like 10 to 15 minute chunks and then we'll just bounce around. Um, right. But I, I feel that we should go back a bit because you, you were like, okay. what, how did, how did we, how do we want, how did we like decide to get you on here? So let's, let's go back over a, a little bit over a year ago, November of 2014. Yes. Uh, the, this buddy of mine, uh, his, his name's Alan Webster. You might've heard of him. Yeah, I was just uh, you, you know, playing with the editor he's writing, which is coming along really nicely. Oh, yeah, Forkoder? Oh, my it. goodness. Yeah. Um, if, you, if you don't know about this project, it's pretty great. Uh, it's called Forkoder, the number four, C-O-D-E-R. And he has a Patreon page, which I'll just go ahead and plug for him. Alan Webster's Patreon page, you can uh, support him. He's making a code editor that's already, like, even without, he doesn't even able to do it full time because he's in school. Uh, and it's pretty great. Like I'm looking forward to it. It's almost to the point where I think I could switch to it. To be honest, it's, it's pretty darn close. So, yeah. Sorry. Continue. But that's Alan Alan Webster. Assuming you're talking about the same guy. Oh yeah. You're talking about a different <laughs> Alan Webster. Like, oops. I t- sorry, guys. Take it all no. back. You're talking about the guy who made the dictionary. Uh, sorry. My bad. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, so Alan Webster, he's like, hey Brett, um, check this out, and he, he sent me a link to this 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 weird website called Handmade Hero, and I was like, what the hell is this? Uh, and I watched the video and I was like, oh my God, Alan. Oh my God. And he's like, yeah, you need to like promote this and like do something. I was like, oh my goodness, this is so great. Um, so I, I started watching the streams. I quickly like, I 
around the time that you started, I was moving, so like I already uh, got tracked back, and I I think I'm only at like episode thirty or something right now. Like I I only do like pretty good man one every couple weeks or whatever. I I'm trying to get better at it, but I just don't have time. Um, yeah, because you you do it like every day of the week, like Monday through Friday for an hour. It's amazing. Yeah, it's the only way I can figure out how it will ever finish because, you know, making all the parts of a game from scratch just takes a really long time. And Mm -hmm. so if you don't do at least an hour a day, it's like, and it's like, yeah, you know, because it's already going to be a multi-year thing, right? And it's like, it would be like decades if I only did it like once a week or something. So that's just, that's the grim reality of it, my friend. I apologize. (laughs) I know it's a lot of time, but that's just how it goes but like you you jam so much information each video that like you walk away and you're like guys i think i understand the inner workings of the universe now like in your like intro to c you like went into the uh the cpu and like talked about all the different components and i was like oh my god this actually makes sense yeah you know i feel like i i really want to do a a baseline intro series at some point that intro to c one uh, obviously was just the test stream for handmade hero Mm-hmm. And uh, I really want to do, uh, you know, maybe a 60, 100 episode or whatever intro at some point. Um, because I do feel like, I feel like nowadays the education most people get uh, for programming mm-hmm. is too high level. And it leaves them not really understanding a lot of stuff that that really isn't that hard to understand. It's just never presented, you know. It's like it's like most, most of the time uh, a lot of programmers can go sometimes people go their whole career never knowing what you know what even the cache was or why it was or things like that um and these things are actually really easy to understand as long as you're willing to take just a little bit of time uh to get sort of the basics down and so i really enjoy breaking things down to that like base level uh because i feel like once you understand that it means that from then on everything you do you you understand all of it better because you know oh right that's doing this and i see why that would probably be the case because you know x y and z and uh, you know it it just kind of i don't know other people may their mileage may vary but for me the more understanding i have about what's actually happening the the happier i am (laughs) with how it goes i just don't like mystery you know i don't i don't like kind of not knowing so yeah All right, just just checking into the chat quick. All right, no questions. Mm-hmm. Perfect. You guys are like holding off. They're they're just gonna spam us all of a sudden. They're they're all whispering to each other. So, yeah. Oh, let's let's ask him fifty questions. Or they yeah. got it all out uh, last night during the depression stream. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that was pretty funny. I mean, yeah. it was depressing, but in a funny way. Yeah. Or I... It's funny in a depressing way, depending on your choice. <laughs> and, yeah. At first, I was like. What exactly is going on here? Like, I, I kind of zoned out for a little bit, and like, this is really dark. Is is Casey okay, or is this? Oh, oh, it is the theme. Okay. Yeah, we we definitely because we talked about some stuff on the pre-stream that was pretty depressing, uh, and so I was just like, you know what, we're gonna this is just gonna be officially depressing uh, stream today, and uh, and so I try. What people oftentimes, you, you know, I mean, I'm programming with uh, folks, and you know, there's there's probably two, three hundred people, maybe. Well, that that might be too many actually in terms of the live stream there might probably like 150 200 people let's say uh who tend to it seems like they come every time 
mm -hmm. uh, to the stream, or, or very regularly anyway. And so I feel like it's important to kind of have some kind of a rapport as well, because you know, day in day out watching programming, I mean, you know, it's it's tough. It's a lot to to do. It's like pro, you know, if you're, especially if you're if you're just learning. So sometimes I like to have some stuff to lighten it up. Um, even though I try to be pretty serious about the programming, it's sometimes nice to do it. So like the, the stream before that, uh, someone was complaining uh, in the, well, not really complaining, but, but talking about in the pre-stream that we, they, they keep this like quote database. So when I say something ridiculous, which I, mm -hmm. you know, I, I often say ridiculous things, obviously, as you've heard on this program already, yeah. um, they, they stick it in a quote database. So there's like this quote database that they've got and the, the, the chat bot will like periodically like spew the quotes back from the quote database. And so they were talking about that, that there was no quotes involving lunch for some reason. Like somebody had wanted a quote about lunch and they used the like little command on the, on the, on the chat bot, like give me a quote about lunch. It was like, there aren't any. And so the theme on that one was just lunch. So like every time I did something in the code, I, I tried to like think of a way to say something lunch related. And I think we ended up with about 17 lunch quotes. Uh, so so themed based programming is kind of fun. It's just a way to keep it uh, a little bit more lively because, you know, like I said, it is a long, and especially the thing we're doing now on Anime Heroes is debug code. And um, it's something that I kind of wanted to do uh, and, and show a bunch of stuff uh, related to because it's kind of complex and how it works and stuff. But it's not the most fun thing. It's not like, oh, you know, explosions and whatever. So I also think it, you know, it's a little bit dry for people. So it helps to, you know, to have some, some fun things there. But that's why it was, a that was, that was why the theme was depression yesterday. Yeah, debug code can be so so boring to work with. So it's probably for the best that you you amp it up with themes. <laughs> well, the thing is, and this is the problem that I have. It's a fundamental sort of conflict mm -hmm. on Handmade Hero, um, and you know, uh, it's one of the reasons why I try pretty hard not to look at the stats for the show very often, uh, or uh, like whether we whether anyone pre-orders the game or stuff like that i try to keep myself pretty separated from that for the most part although i do check in sometimes to see um and the reason is because programming is actually not for everybody right like like programming at least the kind that i'm talking about on handmade hero is isn't really for everybody and if you uh, are trying to make a series that is the most popular, it, you know, it would look nothing like what we do on Handmade Hero, right? Mm -hmm. It would be like, here's how to download Unity and like, and like poop some entities into a world, right? Like that'd be the series, you know, and, and you'd, you know, you'd, you'd uh, uh, wear a false mustache and you'd, you know, you'd kind of dance around and whatever. Is the poop function and, like a new Unity 5.0 thing? Yeah, they, they added, like, uh, realistic uh, turd shaders. So if you want, you can get, like, that sheen, that wet sheen. And then uh, what they've got is they've got a slider you can animate over time that lets it go from, like, that nice wet, like, recently pooped, uh, like, sort of sheen to, like, dry and crusty. Uh, so it's pretty great technology. That's what they're working on over there. Um, it's, it's real great. And so now a lot of the things, a lot of the times when you used to be like, oh, you know what, this, uh, I can tell this game, uh, about cow feces was made in Unity because the poop doesn't look very good. You know, like if they didn't have that Unreal Engine quality poop, they've fixed that now. So you can get that kind of, that triple A poop that you were looking for. Um, it's pretty great. But anyway, uh, so the point is that the, the uh, on Handmade Hero, I kind of just promised myself that like, I'm just going to do whatever I would actually do here. And while I have to make changes to the way I program for two reasons, one is because I don't have like my source tree and my programming environment really to use um i have to program things a little bit differently than i normally would and most of the time that's okay sometimes it's a bit of a drag but you know that's the way it is and the other one is that i was actually just going to do the real code that we would do so it's like 
if it's hard and takes a long time to like figure out how to structure something architecturally, I'm not going to like sugarcoat that. And the reason that I wanted to do that is because the point of this, this show is strictly to show what a serious uh, you know, engine programmer has to deal with on a day-to-day -day basis and what it takes to arrive at good solutions to difficult problems. And knowing full well that that is not a very interesting thing to watch for a fairly large segment uh, of, of the population, right? And, uh, and so that's just the case. And that's why for stuff like debug, like I could just gloss over it uh, or skip it altogether. Uh, but I just like, no, like this is actually like, if you really want to be a good programmer, you should be willing to like fuss with this stuff for a long time and you should still be engaged in it. And if you're not, it's a pretty good indication that actually you probably just don't want to do this, right? Um, because, you know, uh, at the end of the day, it's like I said, it's not for everyone. It's kind of like, you know, any other very specialized field. It's not, you know, not everyone who's interested in game development is going to show up and want to be an engine programmer. Like, a lot of people are going to be like, that's too complicated for me. Or, you know, I, like I said, I just want to download Unity and poop out the entity, um, you know, no matter what I set the slider to. And that's fine. You know, like, and I don't even, and I don't think that's a bad thing because, you know, we don't need a million engine programmers. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, on the flip side, like I said, the whole reason for having me here is that I do think we need more engine programmers than we have currently. Uh, and so, you know, the fact that we get 100, 200 people or whatever watching the stream every uh, week, uh, every day, as it is currently, is fantastic. Way more than I would have expected, actually. Uh, and I think, you know, it's already connected me with a lot of people, young people, actually, uh, who do seem really interested in, in sort of the low-level code and, uh, and don't find that sort of thing to be necessarily all that boring. And I think that's pretty great because those are the people I was trying to reach. Uh, those are the people I was trying to put resources out for. And so uh, I think, like I said, I just I try to keep myself focused on making sure that that happens because that's the only point of the series. Whereas, like the number of viewers it gets, or uh, whether people find it entertaining on average, I try to kind of ignore, even though it's tempting not to. Does mm -hmm. that make sense? Oh yeah. Ebner though, uh, he he argues apparently the whole world disagrees with what Casey says. The government and companies are saying that programming and coding should be for absolutely everyone. What are his thoughts on this effort? Uh, so I guess what I would say is there's, there's really two, uh, I'm going to split that along two sort of lines. Mm -hmm. And so the first thing is, is that I would say is, you know, uh, I might even, I might even break it into three parts, not to get too ridiculous, but the first thing I'll say is really quick is just, <laughs> that would be great if everyone in the world really cared about programming. That'd be great. <laughs> I, I would I would be very interested in that world. Cocktail parties would suddenly be a lot more fun for me uh, <laughs> if, if that was the case, right? Um, mm -hmm. But, okay, so the, the two serious things I have to say are, uh, the first one is programming is a, is a pretty wide, uh, the, the, you know, that, that, that term encompasses a very wide range of things, right? Uh, and I think there's, there's, it's important to know what kind you're talking about when you talk about programming. Because, you know, if fundamentally I say, you know, I want everyone to know how to program, what do I mean, right? Like, do I mean able to program their TiVo to record something at a particular time, right? Or do I mean able to figure out how to implement, like, the Burroughs-Wheeler transform, right? And okay. to looking at those things, it's just a very, very broad uh, spectrum. 
And I think it's uh, obviously clear if you look at the uh, just the reality of life and every other pursuit we've ever done that the the Burroughs Wheeler transform side of that is <laughs> going to be selective, right? Uh, it's just like anything else. It's just like even things which which are not cerebral in any way. Figure skating, learning how to shear a sheep. I don't care what it is, right? It's like people have natural sort of affinities for things. Mm-hmm. Uh, and at some level, the more complex and uh, and difficult a thing is to get good at, only if people with a very high affinity for that thing are ever going to end up being good at that. And furthermore, there's also probably some genetics component to it. Like programming is a very difficult mental task. It involves a lot of linguistic skills. It involves a lot of mathematical skills. If you really want to be great at it, you probably have to be born with a little bit of something in those areas uh, you know, just like if you want to be a great marathon runner, you can't just be someone who runs all the time. You also have to be someone uh, who's like just genetically predisposed to have a good body type for it, something like that, right? So there's there's a whole bunch of things there that kind of tie in. But um, getting back sort of the general question, so I feel like we have to kind of draw a line and say there's different types of programming. There's programming where it's just like I don't know, I kind of had something I wanted to do. I just want to spend a little bit of time like fussing to sort of get it to work a little bit. I don't care uh, if it's you know particularly robust or if it's particularly performant or if it does things that no one's ever done before or any of those things. I don't care about that. I just, I'm just trying to do like a basic thing. Like I, I have a website and I want like a, there's a button on it. I want to kind of do something or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. There's like that is programming. And then there's like, I feel like I want to solve this unsolved problem in game development right now, or I want to solve this unsolved, I want to solve protein folding, right? <laughs> and, and we have to kind of draw the line in between those because it doesn't serve anybody to assume that those are all the same thing. So I wouldn't necessarily criticize an educational system or a company for saying everyone should learn some programming as long as we're talking about that top end, right? Mm-hmm. Or that programming is for everybody. As long as we're talking about the top end, Yes, it should be. It's kind of empowering to know a little bit about how to make things happen on a computer because they're everywhere these days. Uh, and not really understanding how a computer works at all, I think, is a very limiting position for people to be in, certainly, right? So any initiative that tries to get people more in touch with their computer, understanding how it works, because the reality is a lot of their life is, is, comes through it now. And having some understanding of how that works and some uh, ability to manipulate it potentially can only be good, I think. But on the other hand, we sort of also have to appreciate that, like, okay, at some level, right now, 99.999% of the things that you try to use on a daily basis are completely broken, right? Like, (laughs) they don't work at all. They're super janky. They change every day in weird ways that don't make any sense. Like, the the quality of software that you use today is, like, somehow drastically, like, below where it was in, you know, 1985, which is, you know, it's just kind of scary if you think about it. Uh, And so at some level, we also appreciate the fact that, okay, maybe we may have gone a little bit too far too fast on the everyone can program, and by the way, let's let them be in charge of the core way that humans communicate or stuff like that. (laughs) That may have been a little bit of a mistake, right? It's like we may want to try and fix a little bit of that because I don't know about you, but like, you know, Nowadays, I just, I dread new stuff. I used to be, like, I used to be, every time there was a new computer, I was psyched because it was going to be awesome. And when you got it, it actually was. 
right? It was like, this thing is so much better than what I was using before. Like when I went from a Commodore 64 to having a Mega computer, it was like, you know, it was like stepping out into this like amazing, it was like 2001 and you're going through that weird like warp. You don't even know what's going on. You come out on the other end and it's a hotel room and there's a baby and you don't know what's going on. You're just like, oh my God, the whole world has changed. It's amazing, right? <laughs> Nowadays you get a new computer and like, First of all, you're going to spend 10 minutes trying not to create an account on Microsoft.com, right? Like, that's, that's your life, right? Your life is like, here you go. There's 50,000 ads. We want you to create a ton of different accounts. Let me, let link me your, set up link your just a few moments to set up your computer, right? It's going to say that. It's going to come up with a little thing that's like, it's like, let's finalize that for you. I'm like, finalize? What? Like, what are you talking about? Like, it's my computer. Get off my computer. What are you doing on my computer, right? Mm-hmm. When you finally get it working... None of your stuff's going to run. It's going to come up with a dialogue box that's like, oh, man, oh, yeah, you wanted to play that game? Uh, I got bad news for you, bro. Uh, .NET 4.51 transitional uh, is not installed on this machine. Did you want to install that? And you're like, uh, okay, fine. I, like, I just want to play the game. Like, install that, please. And it's like, oh, bad news, bro. You didn't set up that Microsoft account. You know what? You can't install .NET 4.51 without an active internet <laughs> connection and authorization from Satya Nadella. You know what? Let's get him on the phone right now, and let's authorize that. But by the way, you know what else would be really nice if you could do that for us? Is what if you just, what if you just, here's the thing. What if you just created a OneDrive account? How about that? Because you know what? It's so great. There's all this free storage. You can store like everything. Like, like here's all the stuff we stored. Here's a photo of you and your grandma. We stored that. You can view it. You can send it to grandma. And I'm just like, this is not the future I wanted, right? Like, this is not the computing future I wanted. When I buy a computer, I want it to be mine. And I want to be able to choose what runs on it. And I want to be able to make stuff on it and all that stuff. And I want it to be reliable. I don't want the operating system to be updated every week. I want you to, to run the same operating system I've been running for, you know, three or four years. Um, and so at some level, I'm kind of at that point where I'm just like, oh man, like computers becoming an everyone thing mm-hmm. has had some really nasty consequences. And, you know, it, it makes it pretty hard for me to enjoy computing these days. So part of the handmade hero thing is saying like, wait a minute, can there be sort of this other understanding where it's like, there's people who just kind of want computing to be about them and their computer and making stuff not the connected world economy of information and advertisement and other and corporations controlling what is and is not running on your computer and and quote-unquote security where they're keeping me safe from myself or god knows what else they're trying to do um so there's just a whole bunch of stuff wrapped up in that question that abner answered and at the risk for going on uh, for another half hour uh, of answering it, <laughs> hopefully that kind of gives you just a, a, a sort of example of where my mind space is, where it's just like the whole thing with Handmade Hero is just trying to get back to, I used to have a lot of fun with new computers. I used to have a lot of fun programming them. Can we make it a, a, a sort of recognize that that's a good thing? Can we make it recognize that good things come from that? And maybe someday, even at the end of the line, can we make platforms recognize the fact that you should be able to buy a computer and have it be yours again, uh, where it's you know not this kind of crazy giant house of cards, mm-hmm. where different you know with different control and that sort of stuff. So so that's a really giant answer, and I apologize for sprawling this, but it's kind of a, a sore spot with me. No, that was that was good. You like just sat there and you're like, you know what? I've got some shit to talk about. Yeah, like screw it. Oh, we're, there we're you are. You did the first swear. Yeah, I did. I, I was just thinking me. about that. I was like, did we? Did we even say the NSF? 
not suitable for yeah and well, nsfw yeah here on episode 69 of your program stuff just got symmetrically real whoa all right so uh yeah so there you go i don't know if that's too much but there you that that's it that's the situation so yeah hopefully abner is like all peachy over there <laughs> bring um, up majora's mask if you want to get him hot and bothered that's the that's the key right there he can't handle it when i when i diss majora's mask Ooh, uh-oh now now we just gotta wait for him to like leave the chat and the stream yeah no he's gonna storm off yeah it's gonna be awful oh capital wta what i can't spell today this is weird it's okay radio is a verbal medium you don't need to spell i-n-d-i-e r-a-d-i-o radio um so yeah uh that was fantastic so where where do we transition to now do we i i i guess one thing that i wanted to bring up was um Mm -hmm. you started handmade hero on november 17th and then you restarted Mm -hmm. the stream after being off for like two weeks on november 17th did you even realize that i did not realize that um Yeah, you know, uh, so one thing that I'll, I'll just be totally upfront about, right, is um, I have, like, way more stuff uh, to do in my life than I can actually manage mm-hmm. by any stretch of the imagination. And so, you know, Handmade Hero, I just make sure that I get on the stream at, at five, well, you know, four, four fifty or something every day. Uh, and that I do, I sit down and I just try to do some work on Handmade Hero and show how it's done, right? Like, that's... You know, that's that's what I do. Mm-hmm. And I just don't have much bandwidth to uh, really think about, you know, shepherding the series much more than that. So I try mm-hmm. to do a very good job of showing the programming. I try to be very realistic about it, right? I do all the programming on the stream so people can see it. Um, but, you know, if it was my full-time job, yeah, we'd have, I would have known it was the anniversary. Mm-hmm. We would have done something special, all those sorts of things. But I, I just don't. Because, you know, like right now, I got Handmade Con, uh, that a sort of a, a planning thing I'm doing. I have Handmade Hero, which I do. We have, I have a full-time job, like working on uh, the game at Molly Rocket, yep. and which I manage the, the everything, right? So I, I am sort of, uh, I've tried to, I, if I listed the jobs that I have, I'd probably just get too depressed. But it's something <laughs> like, you know, um, producer, like, Producer, art director, hiring manager, um, you know, like uh, 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 HR program programming. I am the now the TD basically. Uh, you, and, you clean uh, the bathrooms, right? It's yeah, and b- yeah. basically we have someone to clean the bathrooms. That's about it. So I do all that <laughs> stuff on the game, and the only reason that that's working out, like the game's actually going quite well. Uh, the only reason that's working out uh, at all, it, honestly, is because uh, the, the the team is so great. Uh, Anna Retberg and John Lauren are like amazing. Like they are, they're they're so far above like the uh, sort of the level of I don't know what you want to call it, but they're so far above like the level of execution that I normally expect from anyone uh, that it's like it's it's I, I'm so lucky that they are on that project because. Um, Normally, getting stuff done on a game takes a lot of babysitting. Like, it really does. It takes a lot of babysitting. And there's no way I would be able to do that with the number of stuff I have to do. Um, But, like, with them, it's, like, the opposite of that. Like, they're just, like, so on top of everything all the time that it's, like, you don't even have to think about it. It's, like, right? And uh, it's kind of incredible. So, like, yeah. 
I, I owe them a pretty. If this game ends up being great, which I, you know, I certainly hope that it that it does, but it's it owes a lot to uh, to them because there's just really no way it would have happened otherwise. But anyway, so I've got all that, and then plus I also the witness is finaling. Oh yeah, um, yeah, right. And uh, and so I, you know, I, I wrote a bunch of code for that two weeks ago, actually. Um, and so, you know, that still takes time. Uh, it's not a huge amount of time, but it still takes time, just performance stuff and whatever, um, and uh, and popping back in to do things on that. And so, you know, uh, it's 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 been pretty rough. And so I, I do miss things like uh, the anniversary and things like mm-hmm. that. And but that's just that's just the reality of it, you know. And and uh, I apologize, but that's how it goes. Oh, not not a problem. That's actually why why it chose this weekend. Um, I was like, (laughs) you know what? We should do it for like the one year anniversary. Like that would be a good time to get Casey on because whatever. That's why I contacted you in like July and was like, Hey, uh, does November work for you? (laughs) Yeah. And it did. It works great for me. Um, it's a good month. Yeah. Yeah. No, the witness is for sure coming out. Cause like John came on our show back in August of 2012 and he's like, Oh yeah, it'll it'll be out 2013. A hundred percent for sure. Coming out January 26th. No. Um, I don't really know because I, you know, uh, brain I, overload. <laughs> I, in in theory, right? Like, um, e- even in theory, I'm not a core member of the team, right? Like, mm-hmm. I I guess I ended up doing some core stuff on the project, right? But you know, I was always just trying to help out. So I'm not, you know, I'm not in San Francisco. I don't talk with them on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. I, I pretty much just kind of, um, uh, drop in and drop out, kind of a thing on that project. And so I, I have no idea, right? I, I can't speculate on release dates or any of that stuff. Whatever they've announced publicly is, is you know, all I know. Mm-hmm. What I can tell you, though, is, like, you know, the game as it is right now, you know, honestly, you could have shipped it quite some time ago. Uh, so will it come out on the exact right day that they announced it would? Who knows? I mean, you know, games get delayed all the time, yep. right? So So I have no idea. But... Is it, you know, more, is it going to be released very soon, unlike when he told you in 2013 or whatever? <laughs> yes. I mean, the game is in fantastic shape, is I guess what I'd say. So it's not one of those things where it's like, oh, we had to slip it out a year. It's like, no. It's like, it's in. It's <laughs> They've in really already done that enough shape. times. Yeah, it's in really fantastic shape. And it's definitely, it's, it's, it's not in any kind it's not even comparable to where it was you know back when in 2012 or 2013 where that where where there were still a bunch of decisions you could make about adding a ton of stuff to it you know because Mm -hmm. really that's what happened it wasn't like the game couldn't have shipped in 2013 it's just that john uh you know in the way that he does uh he looks at game design i feel like in a very completionist oriented way yeah meaning he goes there are I understand the, the design of this game very deeply, right? More deeply than anyone else, certainly. Uh, and I know that there are things that should be in this game that aren't in this game right now, right? And he can say that very definitively. He's like, this should be in this game, and here's why, and he's right, right? Mm-hmm. He decided to add those things, is what happened. It wasn't like he was just wrong about when the game was going to ship. He was like... Yeah, he could have shipped the game at that time. I played it. It was an amazing game. It would have been one of my favorite games of all time then. It's going to be one of my favorite games of all time when it ships, either January or whenever. It's going to be. Um, but that's really what happened. And when you look at the difference between then and now as well, it was the right decision. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it was the right decision for his mental health because, man, you know, when you think about working on a game for that long, that's tough. Right? Yeah, he already gave oh, a talk really about mental health. Like, yeah, he, he should know this by yeah. now. 
Uh, but you know, and and that's uh, at the end of the day, you know, players I hope are okay with that decision because at the end of the day, they're getting a game that's kind of spectacular, and that that decision to put the stuff in there made it really like it definitely took it up from great game to like great game squared or something. So I feel mm-hmm. like you know, at the end of the day, it was the right decision for the players. To delay it, whether it's the right decision for John personally, you know, I don't know because it takes a toll, uh, and the rest of the team too, right? I mean, everyone else has to work on it for that time too, but um, but they're getting a paycheck, whereas John's just seeing a giant negative number like a crew, right? <laughs> um, uh, so so that's a little different too. But just in general, I guess is what I would say is that you know um, the reality of it, and saying that from from you know being totally on the inside, and I saw every you know I always had access to sorcery. I played, I could play the game at any time. The reality is that what he was saying when he said, you know, this could ship in 2013 or this will ship in 2013, he was thinking the design as it is will ship that. Uh, and you. then just what he decided was this should have things in it that it doesn't have, and he added them. So that that's the reality of what happened. Okay. Sweet. <laughs> yeah, I I haven't gotten my hands on it yet. I, I think he showed it somewhere. GDC, PAX, something like that. Well, you know, it's playable at a lot of Sony events because it's a that's, it's a it's a reasonably uh, promoted title for them, mm-hmm. uh, which is awesome. Like, it's been pretty cool to see how much Sony was supporting that title. I, 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 I felt really good about that. I, in fact, I thanked one of the guys personally. I saw them at like a indie mega booth gathering they had it mm-hmm. at uh, PAX. I, I stopped by at, and um, I was just like, thanks so much for you know giving it so much publicity because it's a great game. But at the end of the day, even though it's an expensive indie game, it's still you know, there's no marketing budget really for that game. You know, it doesn't have a billboard in Times Square or whatever, and it's very expensive. And you know, John's going out on a pretty big limb here uh, to to make it happen. And so it's pretty great to see them promoting it. So I know there's a lot of events at which it's playable. Uh, they had like a, a they have a P- PS. Uh, what's the thing in December? They have like a Sony. Oh yeah, you know PlayStation about? Experience or something like that. PlayStation Experience, whatever. The, uh, I, it's been playable, I think, at, at a bunch of th- those sorts of things. Like uh, it probably will be playable at this one. I don't know, um, but I think it might be playable at this one as well. But so, so there's a, they they had things where you could go and play. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think anyone's been able to play it other than maybe Select Press. You know, maybe actually got copies. I'm not sure. I don't. I don't. Like I said, I'm not involved in that part of it. But I know that the public at large has been able to go to events and play it. I got you. Uh, I uh, man, now I wish I had money to go to PlayStation Experience. <laughs> but well, like I'll... I said, and it's 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 on the horizon, man. You yeah. won't have to wait that much longer for the witness, and I and I feel like that's a pretty solid statement now. Whereas you know, like uh, in, in the past, yeah, mm-hmm. as as it turned out, it wasn't. But y- you will be able to play the witness soon. Yes, sweet. Oh yeah, I I've been so excited for it for so long, and it's like it's like oh my goodness. I hope it's fantastic. I, Sorry to like be a tease, but it's it's amazing. Oh no, no. Like the, you 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 just talking about it like re-sparked that original like energy that I had inside me for the game. Just like this is so awesome and it's kind of like like okay, it's awesome. And now now you've just like, "Oh, it's it's awesome again." Yeah, and so. uh, can I say one thing too? Play it with a good set of headphones. Ooh. Do yourself a favor and play it with a good set of headphones because the guys at Wabi Sabi Sound did a spectacular job on the ambient environment of that game and if you don't play it with headphones you are really doing yourself a disservice unless you've got some like unless you're just like George Lucas and you know the post chub no neck George Lucas or whatever <laughs> in a chair in the middle of some giant ring of THX speakers or something in which case go nuts right i'm sure it's great there too but assuming you're like me and and do not have that in your home 
play it with a good set of headphones if you've got them because it has uh, this sense of audio place to it that I have never felt in a game before. And I think a big part of that is because they did a great job on the sound, but also it's a contemplative game. So it's not just like jets and like, oh, the helicopter barrel rolled and crashed into the building (laughs) cacophony. It's like, it's really, I'm in this like quiet area and I can hear all the little things. Like I can hear like that machine in the distance that's doing the pumping of this water thing as I did this, you know, panel or whatever. And I can hear it all and it's all sounds right. And it feels like it's being filtered through the space that I'm in. And it just, I highly recommend having that experience with the game because it really has this visceral like sense of being somewhere that I uh, haven't felt uh-huh. in a while. You, you, you can hear Ludum Dare emerging as a beautiful butterfly. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Wow. Huh. Also, like, while, while you were talking about that, like, we, we, I, I've, I, like, every time that I watch your streams, I'm like, how does he know all these words? Every, every time I read one of your blog posts, I'm like, how, how does he know all these words? How do you know? Words? You, you, like, you just use all these great descriptive words, and, like, every blog <laughs> post that I read, I, I consult Google at least five times. And I'm like, oh, my <laughs> God, that's sorry. a great word. Let's, let's remember it. I, I, I don't know. You just do? I, I, yeah, I'm sorry. I, um, <clears throat> I like words. Maybe as part of it. Uh, in fact, if you'd asked me, I would have said I have a fairly small vocabulary uh, because I feel like there's all these words. You know, English is one of those things where it's it's such a playground word-wise. I don't even know how many words there are that you know you could in theory use, but I think you know half a million is probably a fair estimate, right? Mm-hmm. And you know, out of that, what do I know? Like 10k, maybe if I'm lucky, or something like that. So it's it's uh, I, I feel like words are fantastic and I love them, and so maybe that's a little bit when I it, it, I, I probably come across as having a bigger bigger vocabulary than I actually do because it's just like those are little pet words that I found and they're the ones I can remember right? <laughs> so it's like those are the ones that didn't like fall out of my brain uh, and uh, and so I, I can still use them um, you know I, I'll, I'll, I'll bust it out uh, when I can remember but uh, but it's yeah it's not yeah, as good as I would you, you always make me like go back to like uh, middle school like vocab tests it's like shit I should have studied harder on those <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like well you know like I said it's all it all falls out of the brain that's the problem getting old now right I'm getting old, oh, and, so, and old. so it's all falling out yeah it's all falling out so so old <laughs> oh yeah dude 40 is old right I'll be 40 <laughs> next year 40 uh, next you know in, in one year or whatever I'll be 40 and that's that's pretty darn old right um uh-huh. you know that's that's the age at which you can safely be considered um uh harmless if you don't have a billion dollars i feel like <laughs> right you, the amount of damage that you're going to do to the world is like very low at that point right like, this person's not going to cause any more problems right uh-huh. um unless you have over a, a billion dollars in which case you're going to ruin the entire world with lobbying so you pretty much you get you can go two ways on there but but you're not you're not a threat anymore. So I'm I'm about one year away to becoming totally harmless, which I think will be good too, because then everyone you know uh, can feel safe around me. <laughs> Sheesh, I'm I'm a month away from being halfway there. <laughs> oh my god, dude, you're what? <laughs> halfway? You're twenty <laughs> in a month, dude. You're like a baby. I know. You're like you have a whole life ahead of you. That's amazing, <laughs> dude. Yeah. You want some? Do you want a? Do you want a tip? You wanna, Ooh, do you want a pro tip from me? I get a personal tip from Casey Miratori. It's my lucky day. 
never grow old. Stay, like, when you, when they tell you it's your 21st birthday, like, no, it's my 20th birthday again. And just <laughs> ride that out. Like, ride 20 for, like, 50 years. That is what I would, if, if I could go back and do it over again, that's what I'd do. Because then I wouldn't be 40 next year. I'd just be 20 again. Yeah, I'm on my site. I, I say, hey, I'm Brett Hudson. I'm that kid. You know, I, I don't say that I'm a, I'm a person. I identify well, so as a kid. Well, so that's why you don't so know that's... all the words, man. You're going to learn all those words, all those words that you didn't know. Uh-huh. Those words, you're going to learn those in, like, in the next five years or whatever. That's the, that's the vocab years, 20 to 25. Ah. Yeah. Perfect. Wow. Okay, I didn't know. So where's where, you know? I saw Ian disappear from the the screen. Yeah, he's gone. He's got some class stuff that he had to run off to. Oh, so he's a baby too. Yeah, he's a year younger than me. God. Well, you know what? All I can say is like that's awesome, and I hope you guys have awesome lives because <laughs> that's just so great to have all that in front of you. Uh, and like you know, if you already have a podcast when you're 20, that's pretty great because yeah. I didn't have a podcast when I was 20. I didn't even have podcasts when I was 20. So you're on, you're, that's a good, that's, you know. Yeah, we, we started this like good. five years ago. <laughs> oh my God. So you got, yeah, you're way ahead of the curve now, right? Yeah. You're yeah, no, Ian, Ian's like more impressive than me. He he started working with games when he was like nine. Wow. He, which is close to like you, because you, you started programming when you were seven, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's then, great. Well, I hope you guys do some pretty awesome stuff then. I hope so too. Because, you know, when you're 40, I'm going to be 60, I might still be alive. And I could look back and go, you guys really wasted that 20-year span, man. I told you not to. I told you not to on the podcast, but you blew it. So you kind of had the pressures on now, right? Pressure's the pressure's on. on to do something awesome because, you know, you've been – the gauntlet's been thrown down, right? You've got to make something of it. Because there's tons of people out there like me who are old and decrepit who would love to have that 20 years back. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you gotta, you got to make the most of it for us, for our sake. Do it for the – you know they say do it for the children? Don't do it for the children. Forget the children. Do it for grandpa. Do it for the old dude who wishes he could be 20 again. Do it for him. Because you know what? He cares. The children don't care. They don't know what's going on. They're playing in the mud box they got their pants half off. They don't know what's going on. They're like, you got to clean them up and tell them to like, you know, get their, get their act together. Forget them, but definitely do it for grandpa. You know, do it for grandpa. And it depends on their garments. He has no idea, you know, uh, where his teeth are, but he wishes he could be 20 again. And that's, that's who to do it for. Do it for grandpa. And then in 20 years, I'll, I'll call you up and be like, Hey, grandpa Casey, I, I did it. Yeah seriously do that i would love to get that phone call and i'd be like thank you thank you for not wasting those 20 years it means it meant a lot to me and all the other people who are about to die out there (laughs) Uh, well like they they do say the average lifespan is like 75 80 years and and it's going up because because good well, you know, it, it, yes, but, but lifespan is not a particularly interesting metric, mm-hmm. right? Like, they're always like, oh, here's the oldest person in the world. They're 170,000 years old or whatever. And you, like, look at them, and you're like, they can't do anything, right? They have no <laughs> idea what's going on. It's like, blow out the candles on your birthday cake, and it's like, you know, the dentures get spat onto the cake, and they stick into the cake or whatever, right? Like, that's your life at that point. Um, and so I feel like it's like it's functional lifespan that's interesting. And I feel like, you know, when I'm 60, my brain is fried. I won't be I'll be so arthritic or RSI'd <gasps> out that I won't be able to type. Like, forget that. 
I'll be too old to have the like neural brain implant that you need to actually use a computer, <laughs> right? So it's like, you know, your life's effectively done at that point anyway. So I feel like, yeah, you make know, the most of those 20 years, call me up and be like, Casey, check out all the awesome stuff we did. I'm like, I'll be like, God bless you, child. You have done so much. <laughs> now I can lie down and die in peace. And then that'll be it. It'll be great. It'll be touching. You can broadcast it on indie radio. Yeah, season uh, 25. Yeah. Broadcast 1069. Yeah. Who knows? Awesome. <laughs> yeah, you know, that was actually something that I I had thought about. I didn't write it down, but it, it was something I was thinking about the other day. Because, like, I was watching a stream, and I, I saw your, your uh, braces, and I'm like, I should, like, start looking into that and investing that. Because I have wrist pains. Although, like, I do remember when I was little, there's... I do have like air bubbles in my wrist and I'm going to go get them out soon. Um, air bubbles? Yeah. Well, like when I was little, like I'd push on doors, but I do it like where you have your palms facing up. And then if you like pulled your wrist back and then push the door, you know? Okay. Um, and like in my left wrist, like these little bubbles would emerge to the surface and I could Whoa. like push them back in and like everybody thought it was gross. So naturally, you know, <laughs> check this out. Um, and one of my friend's mom was a doctor and she's like, oh, dude, those are actually air bubbles. Those are going to give you wrist problems later in life. And I was like, whatever. No, they're not. <laughs> you know, you're like, like, thanks, friend's mom, for basically like terrifying this little child. Like, oh, that thing inside you is a tapeworm. It's going to eat you alive <laughs> from the inside out. And you're like, oh, that's good. That's good. Tell the kid that that'll be great. That'll go real well for his psychology. <laughs> So, um, anyway, I'm, I'm thinking about, well, I'm not thinking about it. I, I just need to go schedule it. I'm going to the doctor in a couple of days and I'm going to be like, yo, check this out. Can you get this out of me? Um, but I, I have had some, some wrist issues. Um, cause I, I play guitar. I type all the time. So oh, yeah. like my wrists probably has like 80 years into it already. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a problem. And, and I can give you one honest piece of advice there. Mm -hmm. Unlike the one I gave you before about like, do it for grandpa and his teeth, because <laughs> I mean, at the end of the day, like, you know, anything you do should be for yourself. Like the, you know, forget grandpa, mm -hmm. he's lame too. But point being, um, <laughs> wrist pain can come from a lot of different places. Yeah. And, uh, you know, a lot of times it's not even in your wrist, which is kind of a weird thing too. And so it's super, super important to try and find someone who actually knows how to diagnose biomechanical stuff because wrist pain can come from so many different uh, muscle imbalances that you might have. Um, and especially in guys, a lot of times people think they have like carpal tunnel syndrome or something. But in reality, uh, because men have a pretty large carpal tunnel, like things like um, typing often aren't going to do it. But mm -hmm. there's a bunch of other kinds of uh, you know, problems you can get where the nerve starts getting like um, compressed in other ways and, and these sorts of things. And so, yeah, it's, it's a really poorly discussed topic. I really wish, and in fact, sometimes um, uh, a friend of mine, Emily Sherb, who I, th I mentioned on one of my blog posts, actually, she's really good at diagnosing this sort of stuff. Uh, she, she's a pretty hardcore like physical therapist. She runs her own practice here in Seattle. Um, she's one of the few people I've ever met who's actually able to diagnose these kind of problems relatively well, I, I got to ask her at some point to like, please put up a site that's like, here's how to think about wrist pain and like all the different things that might be going on that you need to be aware of. Because most doctors you will go to have no idea. I went <laughs> to the wrist specialty clinic here in Seattle for mine a long time ago. Uh -huh. They were 
idiots. They were so dumb that I actually asked them a question in the middle of when they were looking at me that stumped them, and they went, you know, I'm not sure. And I'm like, <laughs> are you kidding me? I'm like, why am I here? By the way, they still charge me for that visit. Thank you very much, <laughs> medical care in Seattle. So you have to find people who actually know what they're doing, which most medical professionals actually don't. So if, you, if it's really important, like with typing with your wrists, and that's your livelihood if you're a programmer, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, I feel like we need a lot better information out there because there's a lot of people, even quote-unquote wrist experts, who actually have no idea what's going on. Uh, and that's, that's bad. Uh, there's not a lot of places you can turn to. So I, I feel like at some point it would be great if someone uh, would put up some better resources for that. Uh, i got to ask, ask her about that sometime. Or like, she might have some more people go into the field and study it because like, with, with computers and typing, it's yeah. going to become more common. Yeah, yeah. There's going to be new ones now, like phone thumb. <laughs> or something, right? Yeah. Um, selfie, selfie, uh, wrist. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I, I don't get how some people take selfies. Like, when I, whenever I try, like, my hand, like, wraps around my phone and then it, like, slides and I hit the, the button way before I need to. You know what? That's the air bubbles, man. The air bubbles are <laughs> acting like ball bearings and allowing <laughs> the phone to slide more cleanly. Yep, yeah. they, they slide all the way up from my wrist into my palm and just... Have you considered whether those air bubbles are actually some kind of latent superpower? Like, maybe if you just concentrated hard enough, they would push, like, out of the skin entirely, and you'd be like, you'd be like someone, you'd be like Storm. You can create wind, like, out of your hand that just, like, pushes people backwards. Like, have you, have you tried this? Do you know for sure that you're not a superhero? I, I used to try to do the Spider-Man thing when I was little, like... Okay. But... No, it didn't here, work. Let me let me pop it out quick. And uh no, nothing. Whoa, nothing. It, looks, it looks like it's bigger though. That's kind of scary. It's never changed size. Weird. Time to go in. Time to go in. Yeah. All right. Uh See, th this is what I'm talking about. Like indie radio just sometimes goes We we started talking about educational tutorial series and now we're talking about little air bubbles inside our wrists that cause superpowers hey man it's all important it's, if you believe in like the holistic nature of the universe these things we're discussing are all related right mm-hmm yep it's like the blanket i don't know if you ever saw i heart huckabees no never heard of it sorry oh really what what is it's this? like what i love this movie it's called i heart huckabees it's a movie it's by david o russell uh, who's like more famous now for like uh, more recent stuff he did like uh, Silver Linings Playbook or um, American Hustle or something I don't, oh, I don't I remember. That one, yeah. uh, but uh, he did a movie called I Heart Huckabees that that absolutely cracks me up. I've seen it like a bunch of times. And uh, in there, there there's a lot of like amusing pop psychology stuff in there. And so I was just referencing part of that. Anyone who's watched the movie knows what I mean when I say it's all in the blanket. But uh, we'll uh, <laughs> we'll let that. We'll skip over that now, since present company excluded on the <laughs> on the reference. So what's next? Yeah, so um, let's 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 check back in. I I just jumped over to uh, this website that Ian made a while back, and I I've got like this movie list on it. We were part of that uh, group of teenagers that like making random sites that fill very specific needs, but okay, you know, don't have any purpose. Oh, so you mean kind of like all of Silicon Valley? Yeah, basically. I uh, feel like what we call that nowadays is 
a startup company. <laughs> <laughs> Except right? we don't make any money, so it's not a company. No, 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 no. You're doing it wrong. <laughs> Nobody in Silicon Valley makes money either. All oh. you need to turn your random websites that serve a niche but that nobody actually cares about or whatever it is, whatever however you described it, what you're missing is the concept of venture capital. <laughs> you just need somebody who comes in and you say a bunch of stuff to them about advertising and then they give you like $10 million. You burn through it, go out of business, and you're done. That is the wow. whole, like that's the whole thing. And you could just, you could ride out, you could ride out for quite some time That's on so that. on indie though, Casey. I'm not saying do it. I'm just saying it, <laughs> what you're doing is not particularly different uh, from what most people just call a startup company. I suppose, yeah. But no, like, what's they... this website? What's the website Ian made? Like, so what's this website? Oh, okay. So this website, it's called Sparkbin. Sparkb.in. Uh huh. Um, and it is a website where you can create. Um, here, let, let me look up the official terminology. One second, I gotta jump back to the page. You can create flames, right? And these are like like projects. And then mm-hmm. each flame, you can add sparks. And a spark would be like a to-do item. So it's kind of like a to-do list. Okay. Except I've adapted it to be so many different things because it's all uh, index-based. Or not index-based. Uh, like number-based. So um, I, I have movies to, to watch, right? And like, let's say that I add Lord of the Rings to here. So mm-hmm. I would... I could put a goal of three and then put a deadline and then I can increment it every time. And then it shows like a percentage at the top of my, my complete thing. Like my, my movies to watch list right now is at 17%, which is pretty pathetic. Um, right. So here's what you do, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Here's all you got to do. All you got to do <clears throat> is get a bunch of VCs in a room, right? And that's easy. Just, uh, you know, uh, tell them you used to work for Facebook. Doesn't matter if you did or not. Uh, just get a bunch of VCs in a room, sit down with them and go, look, here's the deal. Site's going to be huge. Mm-hmm. It's called whatever you said. There's sparks, there's flames. Everyone loves these terms, right? It's going to be bigger than hashtags. Mm-hmm. And here's how it works. People make lists of stuff to do, like everything, watching movies, buying groceries, doing whatever, what to buy. I've done that. <laughs> and here's how the advertising goes. For a certain amount of money, advertisers can insert things into people's to-do lists. And they'll just be like, sold. Here's your $100 million. Good luck, kids. You go buy a Tesla, never touch the site again. Problem solved. Dude, I would love to buy a Tesla. That's like one of my goals down the road. It's like maybe someday. Goals down the road, pun intended. <laughs> you All love right. puns too. Yeah, Ian. Ian's the pun guy. Like I, I okay. love puns, but Ian, I, he rattles them off like nothing. Like kind of okay, like so you were earlier. You made a list of movies, and yep. now you're on the site. So I'm sorry I interrupted by telling you how to make hundreds of millions of dollars. I didn't mean to. It's okay. fine. I, I'll forgive you this time. All right. But you were saying the site. Oh, you oh went to the site. wait. I, I thought. I thought you were just interrupting me again. I, I'm. Where, where are we now? You were going to the site originally, you said, like, Ian's made the site, and I had said something about Arya Huckabees, you're, like, going to the site with movies, were you going to insert it to, like, a... Oh, yeah, I already, I I heard, or inserted uh, I Heart Huckabees to my Brett Movies to Watch list. (laughs) Awesome. Let me know if you like it. (laughs) I'll do that, I'll I'll tweet ya. Whoa, social media, whoa. Yep. The future. Pound Indie Radio. Pound Indie Radio. All right. Um, so we're we're going at about uh, an hour and twenty minutes. We usually keep it about um, an hour and a half. Uh, so we'll we'll do some Q and A if anybody wants to ask any questions. 
Um, oh, Abner said, like, I don't even know, like, half an hour ago. Um, yeah, half an hour ago. When I come back from uh, NASA assignment, he and I will have a rumble, Brett Hudson. He, he yeah, was really he, mad he keeps about... promising me that he's going to defend Majora's Mask from my onslaughts. Yeah. Uh, uh, and uh, and so far, this defense has, has yet to materialize. He keeps promising me. Well, he's on a NASA uh, mission, dude. Yeah, likely story, right? He's like, oh, I can't defend Majora's Mask. I got to go to Mars or whatever, right? It's like, it's like no one Matt believes Damon. that. Everyone knows the Apollo moon landings were fake, okay? We know you guys are just down there in Florida going to Disney World and hanging out, right? <laughs> it's like you're not fooling anybody. So I want to see this Majora's Mask defense. I'm, I'm eagerly awaiting it. Um, but we will see if it's forthcoming. Mm. Oh, my, my movies to watch is now at 16% since I added the movie. Oh. Sorry, man. Just creating to do's for you. Almost at twenty percent. Yeah. Yep. Majora's Mask. Haters gonna hate. It's true. All right. So yeah. Um. You want to give some plugs? Let's let's put out all the links in verbal spoken format. What? <laughs> let's go. Uh. Well. Uh. The plugs are pretty straightforward. Uh, I don't think there's there's all that much. There's handmadehero.org. If you want to watch the the programming tutorial series, and basically everything's up there, um, so yeah, if you're interested in in what we were talking about with the programming tutorial series, that's that's up there. Uh, but as for the other plugs, uh, if you want to go to HandmadeCon, like I said, there's a few tickets left for that. You can go directly to HandmadeCon.org. Like we have a we have a HandmadeCon address as well. So if you want to just type HandmadeCon, and you can go directly to that where you can get tickets or whatever if you want. Uh, and then finally, if you do want to know more about what we're working on at Molly Rocket, you can also go to mollyrocket.com. And that has like a blog that's updated, and it's even got a mailing list you can sign up for. There's like a follow button you can click at the top, and uh, it's got like a mailing list and stuff like that. So if you're if you're interested in sort of like what uh, I'm working on next, uh, we're, we originally wanted to announce that the middle of, of this year. We wanted to announce it summer uh, 2015. But uh, we had a lot of trouble finding uh, uh, an artist for part of the project. And we finally, it, would, it took up like forever. Uh, and we finally did. And that's, uh, that was, I, I mentioned earlier, John Lauren being on the project. And mm-hmm. he was, he's the guy who we found who's uh, just amazing. So we, we decided to delay the announcement because like we just, we were just like, we just don't know. Until you have the like, the people in place. It's just too scary to announce something because you're like you just don't know if you're going to find uh, a person or not. So uh, so we will probably announce it relatively soonish, you know, maybe in like two or three months, something like that. But uh, we had to delay it because we just we just didn't have the team together yet. So if you want to check that out, that's just MollyRocket.com, and there's plenty of stuff up there. Yeah, you you got this fantastic blog. It, it's a bit hidden now, though, isn't it? Uh, my personal blog, you mean? Yeah, the the one with all those uh, programming posts. That yeah, that one, I'm going to kind of bring that forward a little bit uh, when I start posting on that again. There'll be ways to link to it directly. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, for now, we just have the main blog, which is the Molly Rocket Happenings, uh, which has stuff like, you know, the Handmade Con announcement and uh, uh, bios of people and stuff like that. Uh, but uh, I, we are going to link to personal blogs on that uh, eventually. My personal blog's kind of like fallow now because I've just been posting stuff for Molly Rocket and that sort of thing. Uh, but when I start posting on there again, I'll I'll sort of make an easy way to get to it as well. Sweet. 
All right. Um, so yeah, if you want to stick around for a minute um, afterwards, uh, that, that'd be fantastic. I'm going to do my little wrap up. Uh, so um, thanks to everybody that listened in. Um, this, this is a really great uh, show. Um, we're on hiatus until I think January 2nd. Yeah, January 2nd. Um, it's it's the holiday season. Uh, Handmade Con overlaps our next broadcast, so I said screw it. And then the next one uh, is my birthday, so I was like, yeah, screw that too. Um, so we're, we'll be back on January 2nd. Uh, so if you guys want to check out some more stuff, our site is Indie Function. You're probably there listening to it. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, follow us and you can get more updates. We have tons of cool people coming on. Uh, I, I can give you a couple names of people that we have confirmed for the show. Um, uh, David Carmine, he made Game Jolt. Uh, William Salford, he runs uh, Cypher Prime up in Philly. Uh, Lisa Brown, she worked at Insomniac Games on Sunset Overdrive, and now she's an indie. Uh, Ashley Gwinnell. Gwinnell. Oh my goodness. I've actually never said Ashley's last name out loud. Oops. Uh, anyway, tons of cool guys. Uh, we're also trying to get William Chiron, um, possibly Terry Kavanaugh, uh, Mike Kasperzak from Ludum Dare, uh, and tons of other people. So uh, definitely check that out. And we're going to go to our credits now. Thank you for listening in to broadcast number 69 of Indie Radio. Indie Radio is broadcast live with 1,000 mics and recorded using Dosti. If you enjoyed this show and are interested in more, you can visit our archive at IndieFunction.com, SoundCloud, or iTunes. Our next show will be after our winter ho- holiday hiatus on January 2nd with an unannounced guest. Thank you again for listening in to Indie Radio, and we hope you have a fantastic weekend. <laughs>